Hello and welcome to Get Fruitful Conversations. I'm your host, Anwyn Cooper, and if you're interested in growing a passion-fueled, purpose-driven enterprise and believe that business can be a force for greater good, then this is the podcast for you. Each episode, I'll be talking with inspiring entrepreneurs and inviting them to share how they're pioneering new ways of working to create more prosperity and positive impact for people and the planet. We'll be bringing you fresh insight and practical actions to generate more income and impact through your own business. Our purpose is to give you new perspectives on how to align your vision to a bigger mission in a way that fulfills your personal potential while also generating a longer lasting legacy and more value for all. So thanks for tuning in. I'm delighted you're here to listen. Now let's get fruitful with today's conversation. So, hello and welcome. Hi, Anwin. Hi, Sean. I'm really excited to welcome Sean Holt onto this live conversation today. Sean is Managing Director of Fudge Kitchen, the UK's top luxury artisan fudge retailer and bespoke producer for over 38 years. Sean is also a director at Produced in Kent, they are a trade organisation dedicated to supporting and promoting all types of food, drink and craft businesses in Kent. So with her work at Fudge Kitchen, where they produce an excellent product, which is handcrafted using an original special recipe and using traditional methods, as well as lots of love. Fudge Kitchen is also really strongly focused on people and the planet. And I'm really looking forward to hearing more today about Sean's work in that respect and their involvement with Fair Share um, through Work for Good and also B1G1 and all that they're doing to give back. And they're also doing some work around matching um, their work to some of the UN Sustainable Development Goals, which are things that we've spoken about in previous conversations. So welcome, Sean. Thanks for joining us Hi. today. Yeah, well, it's lovely to be asked. Thank you. So it's such a lovely yeah, day. Really, yeah, it is a lovely day. Uh, really interested to hear more about Business for Good and what that means for you at Fudge Kitchen. Well, actually, business for good, it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's kind of weird um, that suddenly there seems to be this phrase, business for good, um, as if uh, business wasn't for good before. Mm. Uh, And um, I think what the phrase business for good means to us is that it gives us perhaps um, a little bit more structure about how we're going about running and being part of a business for good. So uh, I don't think, you know, there wasn't a magic day when we woke up and we went, oh, let's stop not being a business for good. Let's be a business for good now. Um, Because, you know, that's that's not what it was about. But as being a a small, an SME, um, I kind of feel that, in a, in a probably non-organized, slightly chaotic way. We've always really been a business for good. You know, we've, um, we've always taken a lot of care about our people, our customers, the product that we sell, 
and the impact that our product has, um, but we perhaps not embedded it as a principle um, quite so strongly as we are working on now. I think that's that's perhaps the difference that it's what we've now determined that we would like to do as an organization is every single decision we make, whether it's um, what sort of envelopes do we buy or um, how are we going to, to come up with a new reward system for the staff or what new products should we be developing? We are thinking about the three pillars that our business has always been built on, which is people, planet, and product. Yeah, um, and, and that way, it just it gives us you know, a little bit more structure um, to always asking the questions, really. Mm. Um, and probably for a lot of businesses, and definitely us, the pandemic um, gave a huge opportunity um, whilst all our retail sites were shut uh, for me to just sit and think a little bit about how we might be more dynamic and proactive about business for good. Yeah. Um, and so over the last 15 months, we haven't made any huge changes as such in terms of the way that we do business but we have developed some principles that were loosely being applied um, into a way of doing business that is um, far more central to our core I think mm. um, yeah interesting so and I was been... so motivated by the seminar that you ran um, because you know, we we've always had, um, in terms of giving, in terms of our um, social enterprise, we we've always been strong charity givers. Because mm. you know, fudge anyway is very sought after by anybody as a prize or um, as some sort of incentive or as thank yous or yeah. Um, and we have always historically chosen a charity um, from somebody from within the business okay. that has a kind of specific meaning to us. Yeah. Um, but of course, although that was really lovely and it had relevance to perhaps a few, we couldn't get a huge amount of traction internally behind it because it didn't always ring true to everybody else. And we found that actually giving, um, when it comes down to just giving money, there's so much demand on just making donations mm. that actually it had far more impact when we were looking at well, what is the impact of our giving. And when you ran the seminar about B1, G1, uh, you know, a, a sort of light switch switched yeah. on. And I thought this is the most fantastic thing. Yeah, brilliant. I've heard that from lots of other people who have been inspired to join the community as well. So, yeah, really interesting to hear then about that journey that you've been on from uh, always doing good through the business. As you say, there's lots of things that have been happening already, but sort of formalizing it, I suppose, and putting structures in place and maybe just being more conscious of all the choices that you're making on a daily basis, whether that's a small thing or a big thing um, and how that can have a more positive impact. Um, 
across yeah. the business. So yeah, really interesting to hear that. Um, so obviously you've been involved with Fudge Kitchen for a really long time. Um, it's a long established business and I'm just really interested to hear a little bit about your story um, and sort of what you've learned along the way uh, from sort of the early days through to now. What, what would you say that journey has been like for you and what are the big learnings that you've had? Well, yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time. We're in our 38th year. It's really um, impressive. And I can't actually believe um, uh, where the time's gone, to be absolutely honest with you. No. Um, so I was um, a spring chicken, um, obviously, when, when all of that, the fudge um, world started. And um, I think the business has always been about making the best product, um, making the best fudge in the world is what we say. Um, and it's always been very inclusive about entertaining to purchase um, a bit of retail theatre. So a lot of building of relationships with our customers, too, and building community externally as well as internally. Um, so we, we're kind of like a family and we've remained a family really for the last 38 years. I, I think there are probably... Um, we have about um, 50 to 60 staff, slightly seasonal. Um, but of those 50, um, I would say at least a third have been with the business for 10 years or more. Wow, that's um, amazing. And I still have two managers who've been with me since the very beginning. Great. Um, so we really are a kind of family. Um, mm. And we look after each other. and we all work very hard and we play very hard as well. So I think fun and it is something that's always been a big part of, of, of fudge life. Um, and I think perhaps the biggest thing um, which hasn't changed and which I learned pretty early on is it's all about the people. It doesn't really mm -hmm. matter what you sell. Um, you could have the most fantastic product, um, but without people, it's really not worth anything at all. No. Um, so and that's still very much true today. Um, uh, and I think an honesty, a basic honesty. Um, so interestingly, you know, when if, if you make a mistake, um, whether again, it's internally or externally, just be prepared to fess up because actually everybody makes mistakes. We learn the most from the mistakes that we make. And in fact, customers who perhaps have been on the wrong end of a mistake, once explained, can very often become your best customers. Absolutely. Um, so um, honesty, I think, is another thing. Um, and then probably the third thing I would say is um, don't if you're on the point of a decision and it feels right and the gains, the, the maximum gain is bigger than the maximum loss, don't go into the details, just do it. Mm. Because um, if you spend too much time pondering the whys and the wherefores, you, you're just never going to make the leap. Absolutely. So I'm a great believer in um, taking a deep breath and having just a go. Just do it. Yeah. As Nike would say. <laughs> not always successful but, but you know 
um, it's it's successful more times than not. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So I'm interested to hear a bit about um, the causes that you have chosen to support so far. And uh, yeah, a little bit more about your involvement with B1G1. And, so, um, yeah, what, what are you up to with them at the moment? What are you working on at the moment? So we obviously we have different sides of our business. We have um, the retail side, we have online and we have um, a wholesale arm where we mm -hmm. uh, produce our product in a standalone production facility and we supply the likes of Harrods, Harvey Nicks, Selfridges, Fortnum's, uh, lots of independent department stores, farm shops, delis, hospitality, et cetera, et cetera, um, with a range of products, um, whether it's their own um, high-end um, brand or in our own Fudge Kitchen brand. So what we were keen to do was to find, um, uh, find some kind of way of engaging everybody in the business um, you know, so that it, it, if it was a particular cause that might be relevant to, to one or two people, um, we, we just couldn't quite get the traction. So um, we felt, because we're food, obviously, that as far as online sales are concerned, we would like to link up um, with Fairshare, which is what we've done as our main giving platform for online sales so okay. for every purchase you make online um, we donate a meal via fair share mm -hmm. um, and we as we are donating that as we're giving that we invite our customers um, to make a corresponding or a donation to an impact through b1g1 right. and for this year we um, have picked two things because what we're broadly trying to do um, is to go back to people, planet, and product. Um, so um, we are looking at an environmental one, which is to do with um, uh, planting trees in key areas that B1G1 manage as one of their global projects, but then also picking a UK-based care in the community mm -hmm. um, uh, charity that um, provides training, um, support in lots and lots of different ways um, for the elderly who are, um, uh, and, and particularly through the pandemic, have been increasingly isolated. Um, and it's also about some digital training, which I think, Ooh. you know, I, I look at my parents um, and just know that, you know, with all the Zooming and the, yeah, that sounds really uh, useful. And, and the WhatsApping, that kind of thing is is really useful. Yeah, definitely. So we've picked two causes for the moment with B1G1, which are, are um, going to be with us for this next year. Um, and we are then doing various different promotions in our stores to also promote those. Mm -hmm. um, so we have done one or two um one-off projects um, support through B1G1. We did one over Christmas, um, which was supporting um, uh, bu uh, buying um, weeks um, le music lessons for disadvantaged mm -hmm. children, which was great. 
Um, and uh, when we run such things in our shops, it enables us to get a bit of healthy competition going. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have the Bath shop competing with the York shop to see who can uh, not only by selling this type of product, you know, the more of this product you sell, the more impacts you, you get through B1G1, but also encouraging their customers in stores to match our mm. impact giving too. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I love that. Uh, and, and it's worked really well. Um, yeah. So we have a huge one coming up because, of course, as the whole world knows, um, the 16th of June is National Fudge Day. Oh. So um, you, you, everybody needs to check out uh, the, the Fudge Kitchen Instagram and Facebook um, for news of what we're up to because we're doing a crazy fudge thing as we normally do. And we've got a tandem race going on. Oh. Um, by two of the fudge shop teams, um, supported by the other shops. And we're raising um, for the B1G1 uh, care in the community cause um, for that whole day. Brilliant. Um, so, uh, yeah, take a look at what we're doing because there'll be all sorts of antics going okay. on. Um, I think for us, what B1G1 has allowed us to do and increasingly will allow us to do once we've... Um, uh, invested a little bit more in the tech side of it is to make everybody in the business absolutely aware and those externally on our website just what we're up to and what they can contribute to it mm. as well themselves yeah it's engaging um, everybody and I think know. that's that's what it's it's about it's not just about making a donation but it's about understanding the impact of the of the donate donation can make yeah definitely I really like the way that you you've kind of given different groups that are linked with the business your different stakeholder groups um different ways in which they can engage I think in the b1g1 community they talk about leverage giving yes um, so if you refer somebody else who becomes a b1g1 member then they will give to a cause on your behalf and you know it's a bit like a referral program whereas you know some yes referral programs, they might pay you for that referral and they will actually give to a cause and they call that leverage giving so I'm sort of thinking it's, it's that sort of model it's isn't kind it? of that. you're it leveraging that. your customers yeah it's it's kind yeah. of that and and actually we found that our customers really engage with it mm. I mean we are very much at the beginning of our, our B1G1 journey because of course when we came across it with you um, our shops were all shut you know they've been yeah. shut for pretty much a year so we did a lot of thinking about how it would work but of course they've only really been open since April the 12th um, yeah, it's early days. <laughs> so it's early days and it's actually you know the the what we're seeing and how it's working is is really great and I think there's there's so much more that we're going to be able to do mm. um, but um, what we'd like to have is you know some um, B1G1 have lots of widgets that you can use but we just need to do a little bit more tweaking to make that kind of relevant for us um, and I think it's it's about sharing the information on it that's going to make you know the thing that makes the difference really mm. yeah brilliant and it's yeah. great to hear also how you've taken advantage of this time with the pandemic and the shops being shut to think about introducing this new way of working and trying something different 
Yeah, so, yeah that's great. I mean, I think, you know, it just gave a little space. Um, and the other thing that we did during this past year um, is to establish green teams. Um, okay. And, um, and that was great to really get going during the pandemic because a lot of the managers were furloughed and normally they'd be on the shop floor and not really have any time to think. Mm. Um, so um, we now have quite active green teams who are slowly kind of auditing every level of the business from, you know, the obvious recycling um, and what we do about that right down to the recipes for all of our products and are we always choosing the best ingredient? Um, you know, how can we make the business more sustainable right down to um, how long does it take to boil a batch of fudge up? Mm -hmm. um, which is, it's really interesting actually. It's quite, it's quite interesting. Yeah, no, it's fascinating. And obviously, yeah, you can think about the minutiae of your daily yeah. day business and, and also the bigger decisions. Um, but everything, as you say, has an impact that needs to be considered. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. So you've touched a little bit there on, um, on what you've said earlier about sort of what's coming next and what you're working towards. Um, but I'm just keen to hear a bit more about the future and, and how do you see that playing out for you? What's your, your bigger vision that you're working towards, would you say? Well, our, our mission has always been to make life sweeter, you know, in every sense of the phrase. Um, and I think um, we are just wanting to hone that. Um, so as I say, through the audits that we've been doing on um, the way that we buy, use and dispose of you know, raw materials or packaging, um, we are making some quite significant changes over the next two years. Um, you know, we're in the high-end gifting market. Mm. So um, our fudge has traditionally been housed in um, beautiful rigid boxes with ribbons and UV varnish and lots of other print effects. So we've also been doing quite a lot of work discussing um, how can we still have that kind of same feel, but in a more sustainable way. So we are mm -hmm. switching to FSC board or equivalent on all of our packaging. Um, we are going through a major rebranding, repackaging um, as we speak. Um, we've just launched our first compostable pouches in the shops mm. for our honeycomb and our coconut ices. Um, so there's a lot going on at Fudge yeah. Kitchen at the moment. Um, and I think the other exciting thing is that it's given us the chance across the business to come together and look at things that maybe we would have previously done in isolation. You know, mm -hmm. the, the guys in the shops might never really have discussed, should we use soil lecithin or sunflower lecithin with the, the, the guys who are producing the products in the, in the production facility. We may not have had that joined up conversation no. between wholesale and retail, um, but we're having far more of those conversations now. Um, which is brilliant. It's brilliant for the business and it's good for our three pillars too. So it's a kind of win-win really. Yeah. Um, 
Fascinating. So um, what I'm keen to ask you next is uh, a bit more about reflecting on the past um, and going back to your journey uh, as a businesswoman. I know you shared some really great insights earlier about, you know, some of the big lessons that you've learned. Um, But I'm keen to hear a bit more about where you've drawn inspiration from along the way um, and sort of what inspires you now in business, whether that's um, any books that you read or podcasts you listen to or people that you follow or other businesses that you admire. Where, where do you get your inspiration from? What, what kind of um, lights you up and motivates you? I think historically, um, in the very early days, I, I think we were really in a little hole of our own, to be honest. I, it, and it was quite lonely for a lot of years. Um, I don't mean necessarily um, as, a, as an entrepreneur, business owner, although that too, uh, because I think um, business entrepreneur, business owners always suffer from that um, a little bit. Um, but I think uh, as a business and the way that we did business, um, I mean, I remember right in the very beginning, you know, we've always been very interested in engaging with people. And we used to, we still do. We offer a lot of free samples at a time 38 years ago when nobody gave free samples of anything. And when we would go to, to offer people free samples, the British in particular would be, but it, mm-hmm. no, why, why are you trying to give me something for free? This is crazy. Um, now there's a, there's a much greater expectation that service and engagement um, should be as good as the product, really, mm. or, or, or is an intrinsic part of the product. Um, and so there are other businesses um, who are extremely good at that kind of thing. Um, uh, I think over the years, um, I have to say, I'm, I, I'm, I don't read a lot of management books. It's never really been my thing. Um, but there are perhaps a couple um, that I've always um, uh, looked at and, and I'm going to be very annoying now because I can't remember the author <laughs> and I'm going to have to email it to you after yeah, please do. Um, but it's about organizations and um, it's called reinventing organizations mm-hmm. and somebody put me onto this book relatively recently and it is fascinating um, it's all about how to motivate people um, and how we are not empowering people to do what they're good at uh, by being rigidly hierarchical in the way that we think. And I would really recommend anybody reading that. Um, In terms of other businesses, um, I I guess if I bring it right now into the modern day, I would look at a business like Cook. I think they are fantastic. Um, And um, I don't know um, how much you know about them, but they, they are definitely a model in terms of how to run a sustainable business successfully. So I think they are a, a, a shining example of how to run a sustainable business and lead, you know, in a far more um, 
approachable way than say innocent did yes they are doing some great work they really are yeah Yeah, um very inspiring yeah presumably Um, you you, you've kind of connected with them through your work with producing is that right or just no, I haven't directly. It Being must another be food said. producer in Kent, you. Um, yeah, I haven't paths. directly. No. Um, but I think it's something that perhaps when we've made a, a little, a, a few more inroads on our sustainable journey, it would definitely be worth me reaching out to them and seeing if they can give us a little mentoring advice. Um, I mean, obviously, our, our pinnacle. If you're asking me where would I see us in, say, three years' time, I. I think I'd really like us to be at the point of being um, B Corps certified. Oh, brilliant. I was going to ask if you'd thought about that. So, yeah, yeah. you're obviously one step ahead there. Um, I, can I think see it's, that. A, it's a big journey. Yeah. Um, it's a very big journey, and we will need some help with that. Yeah. Um, and um, for your Kentish viewers, I think if anybody is looking at sustainable projects, I would just uh, point them in the direction of low case who are mm-hmm. uh, have a few grants available for sustainability projects at the moment so that's yeah. definitely one yeah, worth definitely looking up some funding out there definitely a bit of funding uh, which you know might be relevant for all sorts of things people are doing mm. um, and so I think that's somewhere that we'd like to be but going back to to um, good examples I guess one of the things right at the beginning um, probably for the for my first 10 to 15 years my father was my big mentor Mm -hmm. you know my parents are entrepreneurs um through and through and always have been um and he has a a great ability um to um see the quirky um angle of everything and i think that's always been really useful yeah as a sounding board and, and again, I think that's the other thing I would recommend to any small business owner is uh, find yourself a sounding board, you mm. know. Really um, important. Even through this pandemic, um, I was able to use the um, mentoring system, um, which again was another grant um, through the innovation group. Again, I'll have to mm-hmm. give you the contact details separately. Um, which I found really useful because it was just somebody to bounce a few ideas off where, you know, the, the goalposts were changing by the day. Yeah. Um, and it was just really useful. Um, Definitely. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you've given so many insights and um, interesting lessons along the way. Um, so we're going to wrap up in a moment, but before we go, I'm, just going to ask if you've got anything else to share a sort of final word of wisdom or a top tip um, or something you'd like to say to somebody who maybe is starting out in business or in the early stages um, or further along and keen to give back more or, or create a bigger impact through their business what would you like to say to those people who might be listening um i think one of the biggest things um that we found over this last year, you know, when I started the the thinking thing about it was actually how well this is received internally and how much enthusiasm and energy 
everybody has to do this. Mm -hmm. So um, I think, first of all, don't be afraid to press all the buttons. There's a lot of potential help buttons out, out there. And okay, sometimes it can take a bit of time to sift through it. And that's one thing that business owners of small businesses never have. Um, but press all the buttons and don't be afraid to do so. Um, and bring your team, albeit that's one other person, along with you um, from the beginning. Let everybody know what your thinking is and where you might want to get to. Mm -hmm. um, because everybody um, needs to be engaged in this kind of thing. Um, because I think business for good and the whole philosophy of being more socially responsible has to come. It can't be a thing tacked on the outside. No. It has to come from within. Yeah, and everybody has a contribution to make, as you said yeah. earlier. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So just in our last few moments before we go, um, please let us know how can we find out more about you and your work? Where where should people go to well, get in touch? Obviously, our, our, our website is a good starting point, and you can read all about us through our about um, on our, our about us pages. You can see all about our um, mission and what we're up to, and all about our giving, giving a fudge, as we call it. Um, and um, and and on the contact pages, you can, um, from there, you can get in touch with me directly, or you can reach me through LinkedIn. Um, likewise, um, Fudge Kitchen is on LinkedIn, or indeed on Instagram, it's underscore Fudge underscore Kitchen. Brilliant. And um, what's the web address? www.fudgekitchen.co.uk. Brilliant. Well, thanks again, Sean, for joining me today. It's been really interesting to hear all about the fantastic work you're doing. Well, thank you for having me. Your positive impact. And yeah, thanks again. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening in to today's Get Fruitful Conversation. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I invite you to give us a five-star rating. Leave a review, subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends and colleagues to check it out too. This will help us reach a wider audience and make sure you don't miss out on future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, connect with other like-minded people in business and continue conversations about topics discussed here, then I'd love you to come and find our community online. It's free to join us. Just search for the Get Fruitful Business for Good group over on Facebook, visit my website, getfruitfulmarketing.com or click the links in the show notes. I'd love to hear what business for good means for you. Until next time, goodbye for now. Bye.